up, everybody? How are you guys doing? My name is Tiffany E, and I am one third of the co hosts of this show. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back, ladies and gents. So, this week we're going to cover The Great American Bash, which, oh my God, I love that show. I loved that pay per view. It was so good. We're going to cover The Great American Bash. We're also going to cover Fighter Fest, and we're going to do some wrestling news. Now, unfortunately, in this week's episode, I was not able to be a part of the show. I had some family issues to take care of, and um, it was a little stressful. So I decided to take a break from the podcast this week, but I will be back next week for sure. No worries. And we'll be covering Extreme Rules, and we're going to see how everything played out with Extreme Rules. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode um, that Alexis and Nicole put on for you guys. I loved it. I've listened to the entire episode. I thought it was fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And don't worry, I'll be back next week. So let's get into this week's episode of wrestling. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Down for the Count. Um, today, it's just going to be myself, Nicole, and Alexis. Say hi, Alexis. Hey, everybody. So um, today is, it's not like a weird episode, but we're just going to go over um, some things that have been going on in the wrestling world. It's actually been exciting, obviously, most of it not um, non-WWE side, of course, but, you know, that's how things go so mm-hmm. what are we so what do you want to start off on um well first off i want to give a big shout out to crossfire wrestling here in east tennessee um believe it or not folks i braved it and there went to a live show of theirs what was it friday um and i got to meet brian pillen jr who is their champion which i did not know of and I actually saw uh, the former Enzo Amore. And how how was it meeting Enzo? Because I heard he's beside him, like being a douche on to like wrestlers and stuff. I heard he's very nice to fans, at least. Oh, he he was a total sweetheart. He let me like hug him twice, and like I was like really excited to meet him. He also had, like, the official, like, when he won the cruiserweight belt, you know, because they always give him, like, an actual an actual replica of, like, the real belt. Yeah. Um, he brought that with him, and people were taking pictures of it. You can see it on our Twitter and Instagram. And um, he was such a sweet guy. Like, oh, my God. And I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I was just, he was so sweet. And I was talking to the promoter while I was waiting in line. And he goes, yeah, you know, you hear the the stories of him being a douche. Um, but I was actually talking to the promoter while we were standing in line to meet him. And um, I just, you know, because I was just chit-chatting with him. And I'm like, oh, so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, he was one of my favorites in WWE, blah, blah, blah. You know, just making small talk. And he said, yeah, he goes, you know, you heard people t- saying he's kind of a douchebag. But he goes, um I'm be honest, he's been like one of the nicest people we've ever done business with. And I was like, really? Uh, but the the uh, promoter was just saying he was like one of the nicest guys he's ever um, got to work with. He was super nice to all the people in the back. Um, and uh, he, I was like, oh, so you know, you know, when you're you're talking shit about a promoter, you're trying not to figure out stuff, but you get 
curious. And you're just like, oh, well, who, who's been like a total asshole that you will never work with again? Um, he flat out said Sabu. Really? He Actually, said, that doesn't surprise me. No, uh, but he, this is what really got me goat. He said he'd rather work with New Jack again than he would Sabu. Oh, something's wrong. Uh, okay. Um, you can know. <laughs> like, how, how is that even possible? And then, like, my friend who I went with, hey, Roger, because I know you're listening. Uh, my friend Roger went with me. And he's like, yeah, I've been to a couple of their events. I went to the one where New Jack was at. And apparently a lot of kids like New Jack and New Jack likes kids. And I'm not talking about, like, like you know, what we call kids. But he means, like, little kids, like Harley's age. And New Jack was cool with him. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't let New well, Jack. Well, at least he's nice to kids. Uh, yeah, because they, they're not little assholes. And, but, you know, everyone I've, like, he even said it. He goes, New Jack is is nice to people. And the promoter said the same thing. He goes, yeah, you know, New Jack's nice to you as long as you don't, like, try to come in and act like an asshole and throw your weight around. I was like, and all I keep thinking is the math, the mass transit <laughs> incident. <laughs> like, I'm not afraid of a lot of people, but New Jack legit scares the shit out of me. I, I'm I'm not even fucking lying. He that man scares me. Like, mm mm. But um, Enzo was really sweet. Um, one there was a little kid that was really nervous to meet him, and he like slipped into that Enzo, you know, uh, that we know. And he was just he was just such a sweetheart, and like his wrestling has improved so much. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because it was him and Brian Pillman. I'll get to Brian in a minute. Um, Going up against Kerry Morton and, of course, Ricky Morton, because Ricky Morton's like a staple of wrestling here in in East Tennessee. Um, He actually has a wrestling school. If you guys are looking for a good wrestling school that you can, you want to look at, um, the School of Morton's up here in East Tennessee. Ricky Morton's like a god up here. Because people were just cheering for him, like, no matter what. Like, of course, I was cheering for Enzo and, uh, ooh, excuse me. I was cheering for Enzo and Brian. But it's like, it's, it's it's Ricky Morton. Like, this man, the 63-year-old grandpa, or however old he is, is out here doing Canadian Destroyers. And I'm turning 35, and I'm having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> well, that was something. What? No, yeah, I I have the worst time getting out of bed. That's why I'm hoping this yoga will actually do something for me. Because I was like, geez, this is, makes no sense. But he he was told he was doing a lot of a lot of stuff that I never got him. I never saw him do in the WWE. And he said this was his first indie show back wrestling. So maybe he had been training. So um, I'm okay with that. Like he he was he was really good. I'm like, wow, Enzo's impressing the shit out of me. And you know what the weird thing is? Like when I went to hug him, I saw the I saw the Frank Sinatra tattoo, and I don't know why, but that's always been my favorite tattoo of his. It was the Frank Sinatra one, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm looking at this thing up close. Like I'm, oh, I'm I always forget about that one. I was one of my favorite tattoos because it's with young Sinatra when he got arrested. 
because everyone always does like old Frank and it was like, oh, he got he got young Sinatra on his arm and like I kept looking at it. It was like really weird. I'm a weird person, I know, but you know, people. I think maybe he's changed his leaf because or he's he's trying to be a better person because you know if a promoter's singing your graces, you know you're doing something right. Because you know they'll be the first first ones to be like, eh, no, fuck you, right? At least I think that. Um, but he imp- he's improved a hell of a lot. Like, it was more him in the match than it was Brian Pillman. And I really think that Enzo is one of those guys who deserve a second chance. Because I think he let his ego get too big for him and no one checked him. And then it led to, like, his downfall. But that could be just my opinion. Yeah. But he's still he's still great on the mic though. Um we actually have a TikTok now. If you guys are interested, it's down for the count nineteen. Before um, the government I, takes it. Huh? Before the government takes it. That ain't taking it. The only reason the government's trying to take TikTok down is because we hurt the president's feelings. Just just think about that for a second. <laughs> and uh anyway, um down for the count 19 we're on tiktok and i actually posted the promo that uh the full promo and that uh, enzo did before the match so go check that out and i also got to meet brian pillman which was really rad um oh he's so he's so good looking oh my god um he he actually autographed the picture for my daughter daughter because I didn't feel comfortable taking her just yet. Um so she yeah. has, has an autograph from Brian Pillman in her room now. Yay. Um I kinda I felt like an asshole because the first thing I said to him, you know, besides, you know, doing the fist bump or whatever, um we were talking and I said, you know, I grew up watching your dad when I was getting into wrestling. And now my kiddo, she's five, she's getting into wrestling and she you're like one of her favorites. And I'm kind of like, should I mention his dad? Because he probably gets that a fucking lot. And I felt horrible for it afterwards. So I'm like, Brian, if you, you can hear this, I'm sorry if that was like a really dumb thing for me to say. Um, no, he probably really appreciated that, especially the fact that um, he could or he is basically affecting someone's life just like his father did. So I'm pretty sure he honestly appreciated that more than what you probably realize. Uh, so he, I think he, that's he, probably that. I mean, and like you've met well, and people can tell when someone's saying something to be a fucking dick, or like you, or to say something you met well, and you did. So. Oh, uh, he told me he goes. You know, wrestling is is one of the very few sports that can be a generational thing. And um, I was thinking about that. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. Because think about this. Only that in basketball, really. But think about this. My my mom grew up watching Dusty Rhodes. I grew up watching Dustin Rhodes. And now Harley's growing up watching Cody Rhodes. Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't really care for Cody, but that's just like a dynasty I was thinking of. Or like, you know, like we grew up watching like, uh, um, you know, Jim, Jim Neidhart. And now Harley's watching Natalia because Natalia is one of her favorite. Wrestlers. It's very weird. She has like her her views change on favorite wrestlers every once in a while. 
She loves Brian Pillman, though. She said, Mommy, he's handsome. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, same. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) But I saw, um, and then this will get off of Brian here, but um, he was wearing a WCW fanny pack to keep his money in. So you got the mullet and the fanny pack. Like, I swear I'm pretty sure somebody in Sevierville hit on him. Uh, (laughs) Uh, so I looked at it and I saw it was a WCW fanny pack. And I'm like, holy, I go, holy shit, man. I haven't seen one of those in like decades. And he tells me, he's like, well, he, he's like, I found it in my closet and it belonged to my dad. So now I use it. They like, I use it and like it travels with me. And I'm like, I'm not going to cry in front of Brian Pillman. I'm not going to cry in front of Brian Pillman. <laughs> yeah. Cause I would have been the stupid person. I've been like, Oh, where, so did you get that on eBay or like where did you get it? Because that's what I'm so used to seeing, seeing stuff or seeing really cool stuff. Um, also, shout out to New Japan about how well they've been cleaning the rings post uh, matches. Yeah, I gotta agree on. Are they letting people in? Is this Wrestle Kingdom that they're doing? Um, no, it was, um, it was um, J Cup and then Dominion. There's people, but there's really not that many people, and they're very spaced out. Okay. Like, they're very spaced out. Yeah, good on you. There's, like, at least, I want to say, four chairs between people. Oh, we weren't that lucky, um, but masks were... Masks were were mandatory, and if you weren't wearing one, they made you put one on, or they told you to get out. So I was like, okay, and they had hand sanitizer, they had the bathroom, you know. um, It was was a smaller, it's not like a huge place they had it in, but it was like decent size, and people were kind of sitting together, like trying to make space if like you were with your family or whatever. but yeah, um, honestly, if you guys want, if you are in the East Tennessee area or you are by Sevierville and you can hear the sound of my voice, um, Crossfire, Crossfire Wrestling, they are amazing. They are on Instagram and on Twitter and they're on YouTube. Um, they have great local talent and they actually had, uh, Kinsey Page. She was on AEW Dark last week against Nyla Rose. She was there, and she's actually a tag champ with another person whose brain my name can't think of right now. So, um, but yeah, we'll she was call with, her unnamed champion. Yeah, she actually <laughs> sounds very morbid. I don't know about that. No, but, it, it, but congrats to you, whoever it, this is. She was a te- the team she was with it was her and a uh, very flamboyant young man. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, I cannot think of his name, but they are now the tag team champs. Um, also do this. If you go to indie shows, if you see the, and I'm no, I don't mean like whatever, but if you go to like a hole in the wall wrestling promotion, especially right now, and you see talent hanging out, tell them thank you for putting on a match. Even if it was like the match you couldn't stand, just tell them thank you for entertaining you. Cause they, cause we, they had people cancel at the last minute because this was supposed to be uh, the Mortons versus Brian Pillman Jr. and um, fuck Steve Carino's son. He was supposed to wrestle with Pillman. Enzo was at like last minute because Carino's son. Um, we're not sure what happened with him, but 
he he dropped out. Um, but seriously, go go fucking. If you see any like any wrestlers walking around, tell them thank you, because that means a whole fucking lot to them. Um, also support your local wrestling indie leagues. Yes, absolutely. And while Alexis talked about theirs, um, we have a ruthless uh, pro wrestling over here in um the Toledo area, Toledo, and I also will say Detroit area because they also work with Horror Slam, which is based in Detroit. Um, I ordered a couple t-shirts from them the other day, and I will be going to their secret show August Mm -hmm. 1st, which I'm super excited about, um, which for theirs, it's, you, they, they did their last secret show, it's outside, they only sell a certain amount of seats, but it's like, you have to break mask, you have to wear a mask, you have to bring your own seat, bring your own, um, bring BYOB as well, so it's kind of like, very DIY. Yeah, but I really liked it, and I, you know, and it was like, I, and I was looking at everything, and I just felt very comfortable when I was looking and like, how they had everything set up, and I was like, okay, so I'm for sure gonna go to this next show that they do. I, I I was excited because I was just like the first like the first kick because they had the mic the uh ring mic'd up kind of like which underground where you where you hear if you kick somebody you heard it, it was that like snapping noise and I'm like I, I missed hearing that noise in person I missed hearing that noise live like it was just it was amazing and um. Their next show is up here, if you guys are interested, for Crossfire Wrestling. Actually, it's in the same week, um, August 5th, and they're going to have a lot of big names. And then their next show will be in October, which will be called Black Harvest. And they got a lot of big names coming that way, too. So, um, welcome back, local indie promotions. We've missed you so much. Thank God. Oh, like I was so excited just because I'm like, I can go watch live wrestling. I can see wrestling. I can be part of a crowd. The crowd was awesome. Um, Just one piece of advice and then we can talk about uh, something else. If you take your small children and I I don't mean babies, but let's say like five, six, seven. And I'll say this, too, because I have a small child. um, Make sure you know where the hell they're at. Because I went to the bathroom and the little shit came out of nowhere. These little, and like nearly ran into me and I had to stop and like I nearly tripped like trying to avoid running into this kid. And like the whole time these kids were just like fucking running around and like trying to jump over. And it was always like the same group of kids so it wasn't like every single kid who was there. But it was like these kids were like trying to jump over the the um can't think my brain is so horrible today i'm sorry the barrier that's mine's every day the (laughs) the barrier thing that keeps the the people away from the ring and um i was just like where are your fucking parents like sit the fuck down and then i went with a friend of mine and he's a he's a big guy and they, like, almost made him fall down. And I'm like, someone please get these fucking kids before I pull an NJF and yell, fuck, them, fuck you kids. 
like really loud. That's me anytime I go out. I'm like, whose children are these? And someone needs to come get them. There was a, um, I will tell you this, um, with uh, Kennedy, yeah, Kennedy Page, her uh, tag team partner, let's just say this, um, in certain parts of Tennessee, would not be welcomed, I guess is the best way to say it, because of sexual preference. And, and, you know, it's the the heels talking trash and, you know, whatever. And he starts talking trash to this little kid. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is awesome. Because you think of, like, they're just talking. They're, they're telling this kid, to, like, shut up and you suck. And, you know, your dad, your mom sucks. Like, you know, whatever. Just, you know, for kids. This is when it stopped being kind of funny. And I was about ready to, like, beat up a child. Um, I don't care where you go, if it's a hole-in-the-wall promotion, if it's AEW, WWE, whatever, you do not touch a wrestler. This little brat grabbed him by his trunks and pulled on him. Wait, what? Yeah, this little brat, because the guy was, you know, just doing the heel stuff, like, you know, whatever. He turns around, this little brat grabs his trunks from behind, and starts trying to, like, I don't know what the hell he was doing because he was five. And he starts pulling on his trunks. And then the guy turned around. And I hear him yelling. I'm like, don't touch me. And then, like, the mom got up in the wrestler's face, started yelling at him. And I'm just like, you little five-year-old just grab somebody. Um, you're lucky your ass ain't getting kissed. Your kid's ass ain't getting kicked right now. It was like, I was just like, he touched a wrestler. Which is, you never do that, no matter what promotion you go to. And I'm just like, they're calling him a f- and all this stuff. And I'm just like, see, this is why pe- they don't, people don't take East Tennessee seriously. It's because of people like you. That's just terrible. Kids' parents were just calling him, like, all these horrible names. And I'm just like, I'm waiting. Because I'm sitting here, I'm just like, okay. I, this was a grown ass man doing this who who grabbed a wrestler. If that was anybody, wrestlers have the right to say, Oh, you want to try me and beat the shit out of them. If it is a child and the kid is trying to square up on you, what the fuck do you do? And like, I'm, I mean it. This kid just reached his arm out, grabbed the guy's trunks and was like pulling on them and i'm just like and these weren't like basic black trunks they were like actually really nice trunks or like um wrestling tights i'm just like he spent a lot of money on those and you're just tugging on them like can i can i fight a child i just want to know at this point can i fight kids i don't care and then the parents were just like yelling at the wrestler i'm just like your little brat, I would have been like, your brat just grabbed me. Why don't you have, like, him, like, under control or or something like that? I don't know. That just pissed me off. So, I just, uh, I don't know. But that, that part pissed me off. But um, Crossfire Wrestling, check them out. They're very awesome. Control your children because people will not be so nice. And I will trick your child the next time. And they those almost people are me. 
Because I don't care. I'll say something to you. Because <laughs> well. I, I, I literally only like, like, three kids. So I will definitely say something to somebody. I like my friends' kids, and that's it. Like, if I don't know you, you're kidding asshole. Yeah, same. <laughs> but um, big shout-out to Brian Pillen Jr. and Enzo for coming out. And just, uh, I, I love it. I loved it. It was so much fun. So, but yay, indie wrestling is coming back. Please don't, please control your children. Do not fuck this up because if they keep having assholes like you there, they will quit coming and then I will have to fight your child for real. Because it was the only thing giving me life last week, I swear to God. Um, but let's move on to something else before me and Nicole just talk about beating the shit out of people's yeah, kids. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to some news real quick here. So, everybody's favorite bro, Matt Riddle, finally released a statement this week about the, um, well, what's a nice way of saying this? Uh, fuck it, I don't feel like being nice. Um, that basically he is a piece of shit who cheated on his wife. And then once, and then once he got caught, tried to turn this into a fatal attraction. Uh, angle. And he was smart. He didn't do it on Twitter. He did it on a video. And in the video, he admitted to him and this woman having an affair. And he came clean about a lot of stuff. And then you have people who were condemning him coming out on Twitter. Part of the reason why I haven't been on Twitter for a week. Um, leaving him stuff like, Oh, we knew you were innocent, bro. Oh, you know, you stay strong, bro, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what the fuck kind of Twilight Zone did I just fall into? A wrestling Twilight Zone. It's very hard to get in and out. It's very ass-kissery. I will admit that. Um, but, and then they're like, oh, what do you think of the opinion? I pissed some people off. I said, I think everybody involved in this is trash. He's trash for cheating on his wife. And it's a rumor that he has repeatedly cheated on his wife, to add to that. The wife is trash, because what I've read about it, she's known about the extramarital affairs. And then the other woman is trash, or other women are trash as well. Because, again, there's rumors that he's done this multiple times. Um, you messed around with a married man, and I really think Tiff was right that this girl thought Riddle was going to leave his wife and kids for her, and when that didn't happen and the speaking out movement happened, I think that's when she decided she was going to be like, oh, you're not going to leave your wife for me? I'm going to try to fucking ruin your career. Which is very unfortunate. And obviously, like, this, we st- they're still going through, like, the legal battles or whatever. I just didn't like how everybody was trying to praise Riddle. And then it got even worse when um, Matt, Matt's wife, oh, God, she had, like, she, what was her tweet? It was so dumb. I, I, she, she was just basically like, whatever, it's, like, our business, whatever. Um, and it's just, and then they what? both went on this show. And it was just, like, talking about, like, whatever horrible decisions they all made. 
and I just it's just to... like it's like why I was like just stop because I, I was reading some, I was reading some stuff and it said that Brittle is a notorious cheater people are aware of him cheating on his wife there's probably more women out there and you know Tiff Tiff it's not here but she's here in spirit you know, even Tiff said it. She goes, something's not right about this. She's like, this story, this story sounds, who'd she say it was too much like? Marty? It was somebody. I don't remember. Sorry, Tiff. But Tiff was saying, like, the story just didn't add up. It didn't sound right. And then he comes out. And then I just don't understand the sympathy people are giving him. I don't know if it's because if my husband cheated on me, I would not be cool with it. His ass, I would be dragging his ass to divorce court like the next day yeah. and take half of everything. Like that, that made me so mad. Like I'm sitting here at home raising our kids and you're off doing God knows fucking what. Like I, I can't, I can't do cheaters. I fucking can't do cheaters. I'm sorry. I think, you know what someone actually said to me? So I, was, I was talking to one of my wrestling friends about this, and they're like, this pissed me off so bad. They go, oh, well, Alexis, you know, if Jimmy Havoc came out and apologized, you would forgive him. Ugh. Which I proceeded to tell them off and probably call their mom a whore a couple of times and then block them and erase them from my life. Yay! <laughs> That's always a fun thing to do at 3 o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep. But um, I think Riddle's trash. I think his apologies trash. And I feel sorry for the girl, the way she was treated on social media. But why are you saying he did this shit to you? But then you're posting pictures of the two of you, like, holding hands, riding in a car, posting text messages where, you know... You seem to be down with what he was doing, that you were okay, that you were the other woman. But, I don't know, what do you think? Hold on, I'm trying to find her tweet. Okay, no, she said, this is us, we are the riddles, are we perfect? No, but we are a force that will always stick together and be strong. Words of recommendation, don't try to mess with us. Do we expect everyone to like us? No. And if you don't like us, if you don't, that's okay. But don't get in our way. What the name of fucking high school bullshit is that? Trash. Trash, 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 trash. You know, just, just come out and say you have an open marriage or something. Yeah. And that was my, and that's, and I have that same issue with, um, Will and Jada, just say that you have an open marriage. Like, it's fine. Like, specific monogamy is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. If it's not, awesome power to you. Like, just stop it. Just stop it, lady. Mm -hmm. It's like, come clean. Like, it's like, me, Matt Riddle's a cheater. He'll always be a cheater. Because, you know, he's also going into women's locker rooms and getting dressed in front of the women. But if he had just came out and said, like, look, me and my wife are in an open marriage. I was seeing this girl. She knew about her. Girl didn't like it. I left. Or something happened between the two of us. 
we let, I broke up with her or whatever. She was just, and she just decided to get back at me. Would I be, would I be like, oh man, I'm sorry for your sympathy, but I'd be, I'd be like, okay, they have an open relationship. Makes a little more sense now. But like, don't, don't go on here and tell people like that. That's some bullshit that that edgy couple in high school puts in your yearbook. Like, you don't want to mess with us. Like, who the fuck are you? Just want to know? Flat ass aerobics instructor and a permastone husband. It's just, oh, God. You know, God bless them. Well, hopefully shit works out. I don't know. If they like it, I love it. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. If they like it, I just, I love it right with them. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anything comes out trash. All right. Um, so, apparently, Extreme... Okay, so what is this called? The Horror Show Extreme Rules now? I know. Yeah, I literally know nothing about it. Okay, because the first thing was Extreme Rules. It's, it, it's, it's a horror show, and I feel and everything looks like a gimmick match, sort of. All right. Or well, most of them are gimmick matches. Well, um, there's Drew versus Dolph for the Universal title. Dolph has yeah. not picked the stipulation yet. Uh, this is what, correct me if I'm wrong, because I saw this on numerous numerous websites, so I'm not sure if this is, this seems weird, but it's Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a swamp fight, which I feel that's is going to be even a, a title match. Okay, because that's what I saw, is the title is not on the line. Then what's the fucking point? Well, no, because is Bray back on Raw, or is he still on SmackDown? I don't know anymore. I'm confused. Fuck, I hate this. <gasps> Goddamn COVID. Can't even remember who's on what roster anymore. I never, I, I have no idea who's on what roster anymore because I just haven't been watching as much as I used to. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I'm kind of curious if it's going to be like when the New Day went to the um, Wyatt compound, when they had that thing going on. I wonder if it's going to be like that. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then we're going to have Sasha versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown title. For the love of God, please just give Nikki Cross a good solo match. Yes. She's been doing so good, and I'm so proud of her. Please, for the love of God. You can have a Scottish male champion and a Scottish women's champion. Just saying. Oh, hey, um, did you see that that uh, picture somebody made on Instagram or something? It's like 11 out of the 15 champs in WWE are people of color, which is crazy when you think about it. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's I'm a picture of... Look it up right now. Yeah, it's a picture of... It has a Street Profits, Keith Lee, Sasha, Bailey, Asuka, EO. Oh, yes, yes, I just found it, yes. Yeah, Apollo, New Day... And I was like, holy shit, that's, I don't think that's ever happened before, has it? No, 
it's major that's and that's also obviously that's more than majority because I was looking at I well I kind of thought about it when I don't know it wasn't even with Oscar it was some I was looking at Drew and I was like is he the only white champion over here well and I was staring at him I was like I think he is on Raw because the Street Profits are tag team are their tag team um Apollo's U.S. champ. Yeah. And then, and then Truth. I don't. I don't. I mean, obviously. I mean, he's. I think he's a raw. So I count him as raw. And then Oscar. Mhm. Yeah. And Oscar. the only other ones are, yeah, because it's Drew, um, Kaylee Ray, Walter. Who's the fourth? No, not done. He's in NXT. Who was the fourth? Um, Adam Cole at the time. No, because they got Keith Lee on there now. Well, who was the fourth? I think it was Adam Cole because Keith Lee was on that picture before he became a double champ. Okay, so it was Adam Cole. Yeah. So now that number is less now. Now it's four, four, we'll do 12 out of 13. I cannot do math. Jesus. Now it's 12 out of 15 now. You can't do math. I can't talk. This episode's just gonna go split. <laughs> Actually, no. It's a little bit less because um, I don't think New Day are tag champs anymore. I thought they were. No, I think they lost on Friday. Or um, did they not? I think they did. People would be losing their shit. Oh no, they probably kept it then. Never mind. So, uh, yeah, it's okay. I think they, I think they kept it. Yeah, no, I just looked. They, they have them still. All right, cause yeah, cause I, you wanna know some dumb shit? People were, I, I saw this post somewhere, and people were like, "Why is Bailey on here? Bailey's white." And someone goes, "Bailey's Latina, you dumbasses." And then I saw someone like, "Oh, she's too white to be Latina." I'm like, "Are you fucking this stupid?" It's, Wrestling fans make my brain hurt sometimes. I swear to fucking God. And I was like, also, Latinas come in all different shapes, sizes, and colors. Mm-hmm. You can have someone who is as white as fucking sour cream as I am. Uh, look at fucking Shakira. She's from Brazil. And she does she look like the typical Brazil woman that when you think of them? No. She's the only one that can come to my head at this time. People, this wrestling fans need a fucking educate themselves better. Um and then we're gonna have Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio for an eye and an eye for an eye match. Uh so if you guys have not been watching wrestling and you're just gonna I'm just gonna call it extreme rules. I'm not calling it fucking horror show, whatever. Um it's, the whole lead up is to that Seth Rollins gouged out Rey Mysterio's eye. Ray has has been rocking the Louis Vuitton eye patch mask, which I think is just fabulous. And um, now him and Seth are going in a match. And the stipulation is that someone has to have an eyeball ripped out. To which I say, how the fuck are they going to pull this off? I'm I I don't I don't even know I ugh. I heard a rumor that they're gonna have like 
do like an animatronic or like CGI like eye falling out or something. And I'm like, that's too much. Like, <laughs> I, I like when wrestling is too much, but that's just too much. I was like, I don't need to see that. Why am I getting? That's going to be nasty. I hope they save that for the main event. That just um. Ugh, that just that just sounds disgusting. Ugh. Um, then we're gonna have, have Apollo versus. In- okay, someone explain this to me. So they revealed the new U.S. title, which I gotta admit looks a hell of a lot better than um than what they originally had. But why the hell was MVP showing it off with Lashley? Um, because he technically beat, well, he didn't win the title, but he beat up Apollo Crews, and Apollo Crews is, I don't know if he's real injured from what I heard, or is he kayfabe or something like that? That's just what, that's just the reasoning I got for why he wasn't there. I like the title as well. I don't know why people hate it. I hated the old U.S. title. If anyone listened, listened to this podcast for any amount of time they would know how much I hate hated that old US title. It looked wow, cheap and tack. Oh, I hate it. If I could burn it to fucking hell, I would. I hate it so much. Um, so I really like this one. Also, it's funny because it looks like um, like the diplomats like Dipset. If anyone remembers that rap group from the early 2000s, probably if you're in our age group and. <laughs> I am literally going to, because I know someone at a show is going to have that title belt. I don't want to buy it, but if someone wants to buy it for me, I will take it. But <laughs> I'm literally going to buy it. I bought, I'm going to order a Diplomat shirt and take pictures with that title belt, just because I can't. No, I got to admit, I, I, it's a lot better looking than the Intercontinental title facelift. Like... And the one thing about the Intercontinental is not like it's bad, but it's also not that great either. It's just kind of like, eh. Uh, it's just, it just seems like this. <sighs> yeah, it's just kind of, I wish they would have just kept the old title and just changed the belt color. Mm-hmm. Well, I like it. I like the, the new U.S. title. It, it fucking looks sexy. It looks great. And it's a very well-deserved facelift. Yes. Um, there was a new match added, because, again, this is the week leading up to it. Um, there was another match announced. It's Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy in a bar fight. <sighs> okay. Um, I've said this before, and I know if the wrestlers okay with them doing shit that they'll be all right. Something about this storyline just does not set well with me. Jeff Hardy one. Yeah. Just like I get it because Jeff's done it before, and you know we've talked about them doing personal shit like this before. That you know they're cool with it, whatever. But. This one's just leaving a really fucking bad taste in my mouth. Maybe because I know both him and Seamus deserve better. 
storyline-wise. Yeah, because I feel bad for Seamus, because he was gone for so long, and then he just comes back and it's like this. Yeah. I just... I don't know. It's just so... It's so tacky, and, like, Seamus is a good heel, but... To me, he's coming off as more of a bully than anything else. And it's not like the bully, he's, how can I explain this? He's kind of giving me Corbin vibes right now, where I don't want to see Seamus on my TV. I don't want to see him talk, hear him talk. I don't want to see him. I just, he needs to go back to Ireland. That's like what my point is. And I feel that way with Baron, where I'm just like, why is he here? Why do you suck so bad? Like, why do, why do you make me hate you, like, to the point where, like, I want to just beat the shit out of your car so you're stranded? Like, I know that sounds horrible, but I don't know. They just both deserve so much better. But there's also it's some... It's just, like, it's just a weird. It's just, like, a mess. It's, like, what is the purpose of all of this? And you know what? Like, I was thinking about this, and they recycled the same damn storyline, because remember when Jeff came back one other time? They did this with Samoa Joe. It was Jeff's 20th anniversary of being in the WWE, and Samoa Joe was doing this shit. And I didn't like when Joe was doing it. I don't like it when Sheamus is doing it. Because it made Joe look super fucking cheesy, and I'm just like, why are you doing this? Like, why? Like, you guys should just be feuding to feud, but no, they they gotta make you do this stupid shit. Okay. Whatever. I'm just hearing Tiff in my head, like, yelling and screaming right now, so <laughs> we're doing our justice. <laughs> um, these, these matches have not been officially added to the card next Sunday as of yet, but these are what rumors of what may be coming. AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. Um, and again, these are just matches that might be out there. AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle versus Corbin. Big Show versus Orton. Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. The New Day versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. Naomi versus Lacey Evans. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan versus the Iconics. And R-Truth versus Akira Tozawa. There's also talk that Extreme Rules will feature a ton of short matches this year. Thank God. You know, I never liked Extreme Rules because it's like, where's the Extreme? Extreme Rules hasn't been extreme in like 10 years, at least. What was the one they did it in Philadelphia? And I'm like, this is... You guys are doing this in in Philadelphia, the home of ECW, and we get a kendo stick on a pole match? Was that that dumb Bailey and Alexa Alexa one? Yeah. Oh, my God. That just gives me nightmares thinking about that. That whole feud gives me nightmares. Uh, I'd rather not revisit that one, if that's okay. (laughs) Poor Bailey. No wonder she's so angry. I would too. Um, out of all these matches that have yet, yet done, I wouldn't mind seeing Naomi versus Lacey because I just want to see Naomi Russell again. Um, 
the mini Riot Squad reunion versus the Iconics, as I'm getting pissed that you are jobbing Ruby out to the fucking Iconics of all people. Yeah, um, I think they're trying to build. Well, Liv lost against them, too, so I think they're just trying to build to bring them back together, which I watch, which is funny. I, I watch Raw Talk. I think that's the first one I watched, and it was like, like, from what Ruby was talking about, like, obviously she was in kayfabe. It seems like that's where they're going with it. Mm. And, um... I don't know. And I, I'd be good with it. Um, but if, because obviously, like, they, there, there needs to be more women tag teams on the main roster because, you know, there's, like, none. Um, so I think that'd be really good. And if they do get them back together, I want them to get the titles. Yes. That. That's they had a prime example of the riot squad with somebody they could have had the titles for, and it yes. would be and it would have been cool to see them do the free bird thing, where it was like you oh. know two, that would have been yeah, rad. Like the new day, yeah. But you know Sarah's off being a mom, so congratulations to her. I don't know if we did that last week, but if we did, no, she congrats- just she announced it on a Monday, I believe. All right, so from us to you, Sarah, congratulations. On becoming a mom, uh, that seems to be happening a lot the last couple of months. What <laughs> else like, do you have? What else do you have to do? Like, There's nothing right? else to do. Might as well get knocked up. Um, but Sarah, <laughs> um, bro, whatever his damn name is, I know you guys are Vikings, and I know you guys really like that stuff. But like, name the baby like something like cute, like Freya. And like Aww. or like Astrid, like those are those are like Viking names. Like I don't want to see a bunch of letters mashed together. Just don't, don't do that to that baby. Don't name your son if it's. I don't remember. I think she just announced that she's pregnant. They haven't done the gender reveal yet. No, so what, yeah. Is she far enough yet for? No, I think they just announced that she was pregnant. So yeah. it'll be a couple of months before we get the gender reveal. For the love of God, if it's a boy. Do not name your son Loki. Just don't. God, no. Fucking, as much as I like Loki and his, his mythology, just don't name your son Loki. Oh, you know, crazy- that's going to start happening soon. All these dumb Gen Zers. No offense, I do love you guys. You're chaotic. Um, <laughs> love you. They're, they're going to they're gonna start. Uh, well, we're already, I'm already seeing people in my generation naming their kids Hermione. I'm like, and Hermione's not even that great either. You, when I, the older you get, the less great Hermione is. I mean, I have no room to talk whatsoever about what I mean my child. But that's uh, such a cute name, though. It's it's more icon. I I don't want to say it's iconic because all I hear is like Billy and Peyton screaming in my ear. Um, iconic. Oh, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> Um, no, but I just, don't, don't name, don't name your kids after Marvel characters, kids, at least go for DC, but, um, again, congratulations. Hey, what's wrong with Marvel characters? Well, I mean, Logan's a pretty awesome name. Nah, I wouldn't name my kid Logan. What's wrong with Logan? 
No, I just don't mind. I, it's okay, but. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to Sarah and Eric. You guys are going to be amazing parents. And, like, just watching that video and seeing how he reacted to it, I, like, started to cry because I'm like, he loves her so much. <laughs> Oh, yay. We got a, another fake Roman Reigns fan account following us on our Down for the Count Instagram page. Gotta love it. All right. Um, so I'm not really holding out for extreme roles to be entertaining. I probably just, I probably would just want to watch the eye for an eye match and see how they're going to pull that shit off. So, um, let's talk about. NXT, and then we'll move on to some other news. Um, both this weekend, or both this week, was the second night of the Great American Bash on NXT, and second night of Fighter Fest over at AEW. Um, both shows, I think, did absolutely freaking amazing. Um, I really don't see why people really care about ratings anymore in the year of our Lord, 2020. But you do you. You do you, man. Yeah, it's like, have fun uh, with all that. Yeah, I don't I don't really care. I'm more worried about if I was entertained or not. Like, ratings don't mean shit. Like, just be honest. It, you could have the highest fucking ratings, but your show could be dumb as shit. And it could be just people watching it because they need something dumb as shit to, like, make their brain go numb for a while. Um, dude, just... Uh, I'm going to be honest, towards the end, I was flipping back and forth between both shows. I miss having picture and picture on my TV. Like, I need to figure out how to get that again. <laughs> so, like, I can flip them back and forth. Because, like, the main event of AEW and NXT, I kept flipping back and forth on just so I wouldn't miss anything. Uh, that sounds really stupid. But um, let's talk about NXT. We have, ladies and gentlemen, a... Fuck, I think he's broke a lot of firsts. Not only do we have our first... Fuck, no. We have our... Is he the first double champ in NXT? Yes, he is. So we have our first ever double champion NXT of Keith motherfucking Lee. is not only the North American champion, he is also NXT champion. Again, I'm like so excited. Brains does not fucking work. This is the title of the episode. Brains does not work episode. Um, and I also believe he is the first person of color to become double champ in NXT as well. Right? Yes. So, fucking, he deserves it. Like, that match was fucking rad. Like, I went back and watched it, like, the next day. Oh, I was so, I was so happy for him. I was so, like, I was legit fucking crying. I did. I, that's why I'm so sad that it was spoiled because I still had an emotional attached, like still had emotional reaction to it, but I knew it would have been bigger if it was like, if I didn't know beforehand. But I'm pretty sure they met the wrath of Triple H and Co. for that leak. But it's amazing, and it's just crazy how he's just he's just becoming the second um, black NXT champion. 
I just want who did they who leaked it though? It was one of the guys who's in what are their names? The tag team that's managed by Malcolm Bivens. Um, I don't know. I don't remember their name right now. It's the Forgotten Sons because you haven't seen their asses on TV like all over the damn month. No, that that fucking sucks. Like you're really gonna ruin that shit for people. Like. It's bad enough when they go overseas, too, because you're just like, stop posting shit. And it's all over Instagram, so it's like, ugh, I hated that. But yeah, I, I love it. Like, it's just like a mess. And it's like, how hard is it to not tweet something? So it's very simple. You just don't do it. I, I like the element of surprise. I really do, but I'm but you know if I get, I'm not taking that away from Keith and I love the pictures after afterward of when uh, Mio ran out there and oh just he he deserves, Keith Lee deserves everything in the world and I will protect him to make sure that he will get everything in this fucking world. I know that was so cute. I was just you know I'm like they really love each other yay and then there's like the picture of Triple H, and Triple H is like the proud dad. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of the picture, Hunter, you're ruining it. (laughs) He's always the proud dad. He literally cannot fucking help himself. But congratulations to Keith Lee, though, because we were all flipping the fuck out when he won. Um, So that leads to a second question. Where does does Undisputed Era go at this point? Because I know we talked a little bit. They gotta go up. They gotta go up. We talked about a little bit about last week, but Cole lost his title. Roderick lost his titles. The other two jabronis, I can't think of their names right now, lost their um, titles. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly hasn't been to the Performance Center because um, Kyle O'Reilly, I think, um, I don't, well, I think some people know, but like forget he's a diabetic, so he's technically high risk. So that's why he only has been showing up in those skits. Oh, I didn't know he was a diabetic. Yeah, okay. he's a diabetic, so that's why he hasn't been at tapings. All right. Um, did not know that. Okay. So, I know, I don't, I like as we said last week, like three-fourths of Undisputed Era wants to go up, but there's one of them that's like, no, don't want to. Yeah. That goes back. That goes back to the whole question we were having another episode. If they don't want to go up to the main roster, what else is there for them to do in NXT? They already held every single title there. Yeah, and, and that's the same thing with Champa. I think Champa's realizing, like, okay, I have to, like, I'm going to have to go up because they're not going to write any storylines for me anymore. And that's the fact, and I think, um, especially, and that's why I get so angry with Gargano because he's taken up time to me. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, well, Finn's there. So Finn's does like a little feud and then he disappears for a little bit. And then he does a little feud and then he disappears again. I was like, he's not like there, there. Right. Taking up people's time. So I was saying like, most of the time he's, he's all, he's only, wor- he's working to like build people up. Right. Which makes sense. And you don't need, so you don't need Finn Balor there all the time because Finn's yeah. already 
You know, he's already been NXT champ. I don't know if they want to give him one of the other titles. He's already been to the main roster. He's been both on SmackDown and Raw. Did not get the treatment that he deserved on the main roster. I do think he needs to, when he goes back up, he needs to go to SmackDown. Go back to SmackDown. Because he didn't really get to have his time to, like, do do what he can. Because I always said he would have he done ten times better on SmackDown than on Raw. He was on SmackDown for a hot second. He was Intercontinental Champ, and then and that's when he went back to NXT. And I was like, well, that was quick. Yeah. Okay. So I think he needs to get moved back um, to SmackDown. But even but, if, yeah, I get what you're saying. But like, if Finn decides he wants to stay in NXT, because I hate to say it, but Finn is getting up there. I'm not saying he's in his fifties or whatever, but he's been wrestling since he was what, fifteen? Probably younger than that. Yeah, because they start them young over... Yeah, they and, start training when they're, like, five. Yeah. So, you know, he's been... He's prob- I don't want to say he's, he's at the tail end of his career, but he probably wants to take it easy, so why not stay in NXT? Um, Ciampa, I think Tiff said that Ciampa wanted to end his career... He wanted to end it in NXT because of his next his next surgery. He didn't want to put too much stress on your arm, which yes. I can... So that's two things I understand. But when you have have Gargano there, and he goes up to the main roster, but then he comes back because he didn't want to deal with it. But meanwhile, Alistair Black's there, Ricochet's there, and yeah, we haven't seen Ricochet. That was like a couple weeks ago. It was the first time I seen Ricochet in like months. But like Ricochet's there, Alistair Black's there. Why don't you want to be there? Like half the NXT guys that you used to roll with have either left in it. NXT for something else, or they got called up to the main roster. Shouldn't that tell you something? Now, if he, and if he says he doesn't want to leave because Candice is there, that's I'm calling bullshit on that. Yeah. Um. Well, Ricochet looks like they're finally starting to do something with him and Cedric. So it looks like they found something for them to do. Um. Alistair back. He's just I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Honestly, I know Zelina's really good, and they don't like to split up couples, but he, he's another person that needs to go to SmackDown. And, you know, they would probably understand, they would understand and they would make it work. Yeah. Know? But, yeah, he's like, I just, yeah, he's someone else who needs to go to SmackDown. Um, but I don't, that's, and, you know, that's what Tiff gets so upset about with Gargano. You've already done everything. Gargano's held what? He's held almost every single title in NXT. I want to say he has. This is a no, he has. He, um, yeah, he has held because he's the first triple crown champion in NXT. Okay. So, so yes, he has held every title there. So that's what I just don't get. It's like, does he know that if he goes up to the main roster, he won't be able to stand out like the other ones have? Probably. Or, because at this point, if you're not going to go up on the, like, if you're, if you've been in the game as long as people like Tampa or Gargano, and you don't want to go to the main roster, then you need to think about going somewhere else and stop wasting time on NXT and let the new kid, the new class, the new blood come in, and they need to learn the ropes. Yeah, and it's like, and it might be a thing where he doesn't want to get 
I don't know, separated for Cam- Candace or something. But Candace is at a different spot because they didn't do nothing with her for so long. So she's fine doing what she's doing now. Right. And she was still on the indies when he signed the NXT. She didn't come on to the NXT roster till a couple years later. Yeah. So don't use your wife as an excuse if you want to say that. But like getting back to this and picking off back off in this, Champa posted something um, about where apparently he was told that creative has nothing for him. I don't know if he did this in character or if he did this, you know, as himself. Um, he he wrote on here. Oh, okay, this is, I'm going to read this so I don't, like, misquote anything. Okay. From NXT Champa. This got me thinking, one, I miss 2018 Champa. Two, the wrestling business like life is full of waves, highs and lows. One moment you feel untouchable, the next you come crashing down. Give up the title. Giving up the title is definitely one of my career lows. And to be honest, damn near everything that's happened in my career since has been disappointment. A few glimpses of highs in there and my my face off with Adam when I returned and war games come to mind. But lots of lows, the chase to reclaim Goldie, the final chapter with Johnny, and most recently my encounter with Cross. Three, motivation is a fascinating trait. Throughout, so was reading apparently, and I can't do that fucking shit either. Throughout my career, I have often found that creating false dialogue has led to my greatest internal motivation. In 2018, I created a scenario in my head in which nobody believed in me. It drove me. In 2020, after weeks of being left off television, yes, I'm healthy, I find myself with a new false dialogue. Creative has nothing for you. Whether or not this is true really doesn't matter, because in my head, it's true. In 2018, I willed my vision into existence. Well, today, I have a new vision. And surprisingly enough, I'm hungrier than ever. It's time to evolve. It's time to catch that next wave and reach that next high. So does that mean Champa wants to go to the main roster or yeah, what? Yeah, to me that sounds like he's ready to go. As much as I hate to say it, if he went right now with, with COVID and the trap, I mean, they're all stuck in Orlando anyway. He could wrestle on the main. He could wrestle on the main roster, but like once they start, if they're able to start touring again, he's really gonna have to think like, "Oh shit, am I gonna, am I gonna be able to keep up with this?" Because wasn't that one of his things? Was like with his neck, he was like, "I'm not yes. gonna be able to do the full schedule like but this." But the thing is, is like, say they go back to crowds, they probably won't go back to like real live live shows for a minute. But so once you start adding the live show circuit again, then I, if I was him, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm done. I just don't, I don't like the fact. I mean, like he hasn't been on TV in a month, and that's after when Cross took him out. But yeah. now, but now it looks like Cross is gonna go after Keith Lee. Yes. Well, that was always insinuated. Whoever, it was kind of like whoever 
got the titles or whatever happened post that match. Okay. So Cross is going to go after them. I just... Hey, ladies and gents, I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. Now, you can follow us on social media at DownForTheCount19 on Twitter and, of course, at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. And, of course, you can follow our homie, our friend, our boy, WrestleShay underscore TNS on Instagram and he also has a YouTube, which is really awesome because you can see the videos in their entirety on YouTube. And he also has some more videos that are more like hot topics or, you know, popular viral things that are being discussed. He does a lot. So you guys can watch some really cool content on his YouTube channel. Make sure you guys go and check that out. And if you have anything that you want us to discuss, make sure that you hit us up on our social media or here on Anchor through the voice messenger. Or if you just want to send us a message and give us your thoughts, your takes on wrestling this week, the topics we spoke about or anything, just send us a voice message and we'll include you in our episode of Down for the Count. So now that I've done my little promo for our guests and for ourselves, you can get back to the show. I hope you guys enjoy. I love the ending of that when Scarlet just like look like two movie villains. Yeah. Well, that's all they are. That's what there are anyways. I fucking love it though. Oh. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. I think Triple H needs to tell. I I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I hope he's okay. He'll be okay. But I think yeah. if I was Triple H, I'd get a hold of Gargano and be like, okay, so um, you neither to need to go back up or you need to go. I and I hate to sound make it sound like that. But I mean, you've already done everything. You're in a, you, like you have a feud with Keith Lee and uh, Mia, with you and Candice. But Mia's a big girl; she can hold her, she can hold herself down. No one was like, "Why are you here?" Like that's what I want to ask. Why are you here? Literally, why are you here? <laughs> like, why don't you want to? Why don't you want to do something? Uh, at least Champa bless his heart, he's still trying. It's like I I wouldn't mind him seeing win the NXT title again because technically he never lost it. Yeah, but at the same time, like I'm I'm at the notion I've been saying this forever. Like it's time for them to start letting the new guard take take spot. Yeah. Like it's it's time now. Let them let them let them do what they're good at. Just just let it let go. We'll see what happens, cause. Oh boy. Um. So on the NX or NXT, so on the AEW side of things, so it's the second night of Fighter Fest. Um. The match card was actually really good. Um, Joey Janela did not need to be sacrificed 
to fucking Lance Archer. I'm so sick of Lance Archer. He hasn't even been there for a long time. We're already sick of him. So, wait, was he... Did he happen to go under the name Vance Archer for a while? V-A-N-C-E? Maybe. Because there was a Vance Archer in... There was that Lance Archer in TNA. And I'm just like, has he been to, like, every... He might have. I'm not. I just. I don't pay attention to him because I don't think he's really that great, like that good of a wrestler. I wasn't really a fan of him in New Japan either when he was there. So that's why I was shocked that they like had him come over. I was like, out of anybody. I was like, out of anybody. It's like this is who you picked to come over, but it's like whatever. Not my company, so not my business. Uh, just, but he, they did not need to do Joey like that. That was so wrong. Over it. They didn't need to do Sonny like that. As soon as I saw Sonny um, come out on his show, I was like, oh, this is already going to be some bullshit. I already knew it. I just, stop. Stop it, AEW. I don't want to. We've already gone off on AEW enough. But, um, yeah, I just, ugh. So tired of half the people on that fucking roster right now. Um, but, like, the main thing that everyone's talking about is Orange Cassidy versus Jericho. Um, I was flipping back and forth between that match and NXT. But um, Cassidy carried that entire fucking match. He did. Honestly, I can't believe I'm getting Jericho credit. That's the best Jericho's looked in a really, really long time. In a match, in my opinion. I... Jericho's had a lot to say today. Um, so, he, he came out, because if you, if you Google Chris Jericho's name, you see where it's like every, like, four to five hours he releases, like, a new news thing. Um, he was saying that he was... He said that Orange Cassidy was one of the new guys who was ruining the business until he worked with them. I'm like, so you made that judgment call on somebody you didn't even fucking know. Okay, Grandpa. Like, fuck oh, off. Oh, was he serious or he didn't He's, say, or was that a kayfabe? People are saying he was serious about it. Which, I, I don't I don't believe anything Jericho says anymore because he also came out today saying Titus O'Neil was one of the unsafest people he's ever worked with in the ring. I'm like, did you I'd be like, did you ever go up against Titus? I don't remember him even working with Titus. I don't either. I'm not an encyclopedia and Jericho matches, but like I can rem- I'm, I couldn't remember when I read that. I was like, why is he, why is he going off about Titus? Because no one's talked about Titus for a while now. Hang on, let me see if I can find the damn article. He again, if Jericho had just retired last year, he would have gone out on such a high fucking note. See, it's like, yeah. And it's always just... He's just... 
He's Chris, just kind of like the grandpa who don't want to let go. Nine hours ago, Chris Jericho takes a shot at NXT winning the rating wars this week. Here we go. And like, again, who gives a fuck? Okay, so this is um, the Sportster. Like on a bunch of other ones. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not reading this whole thing because I'm not giving Jericho that. Blah, blah, blah. During lockdown, Jericho has been hosting Q&As with fans on his YouTube channel every Saturday night. This weekend, the AEW star was asked who he deemed to be the most unsafe workers he's ever wrestled. Both time, both names he brought up were people he wrestled in WWE. Christian's bodyguard was Tyson Tonko. His finish was very hard to take. Titus O'Neil, too. That, the guy would just throw you with no direction and with no care on how you're going to land. While O'Neill might have something of a reputation for not being the safest worker, it wasn't a name we were expecting to be on top of Jericho's tongue. That being said, it may be why O'Neill is rarely in the ring anymore. He's only wrestled two matches so far this year. It also could be that he just, like, no offense, Titus, but you weren't that good of a wrestler to begin with. He also does a lot of charity work and shit, too. And he's good at it. So why? See, I just, I just, I can't stand anything that comes out of Jericho's mouth. I don't even remember when he fought Tyson O'Neill. You know, I'm kind of curious on what they talk about on those damn live streams. Because if it's anything like his Twitter history, which, hey, Jericho, um, if you're listening you might want to lock down on who can see your tweets, my friend. Get out of here with that old lives bullshit. Fucking grandpa who don't know how to retire. Yeah, why would why the fuck would he be going after Titus? I don't remember him and Titus even wrestling. I don't, and I don't... Um, well, I, well, this didn't catch it, but um, I was like... Everything, most of the things Jericho says now for me goes one ear and out the other because I just don't care anymore. And it's just like, it is what it is. He's just going to stay over what the fuck he wants to say. He wants to start letting people in AEW get over on him that weren't WWE guys. Just yeah. saying. Um, so that was awesome. But do you know what was not awesome this week? Oh, yeah, no, trash. Complete trash. Um, why is it that the women, and you have some of the best women on that, on SmackDown, why the fuck were they just not wrestling, but they were having a karaoke contest, which was giving me flashbacks to the fucking diva era when they used to play goddamn musical chairs? It was just such... Just so much wrong with all of that. Literally, so much wrong with it. Um, we called it, or no, Tiff called it, because I'm gonna let her, because she says we never give her any time to gloat. So Tiffany, this is your time to gloat, my dear. Yes. <laughs> she called it. She said Pritchard writing for both shows was a bad idea, and for the last couple of weeks, the shows have suffered. 
They were already doing good. They were they weren't pulling the numbers they used to. But again, maybe people are just tired of watching wrestling, especially because there's nothing really major going on, and they're just not watching it, which is fine. We do this podcast, but that doesn't mean we always watch Raw and SmackDown or whatever. Even with COVID going on, we do have lives. We can do we can do what we want. Um, well, this was horrible. Because I watched a little bit of Raw, but, but Raw was boring as shit. SmackDown, I heard, was absolutely horrible. And now there's reports coming out that Pritchard is stressed out beyond fucking belief. Well, they should have just left Heyman in charge. And I'm not going to sit here and say Heyman's God's gift to wrestling like a lot of these wrestling bros talk do. But... At least you could tell the shows were different from each other. And at least Heyman did not have the fucking women doing goddamn karaoke contests. Like, what the fuck was that? I know what it was. It was a waste of goddamn time. That's what it fucking was. And then, like, Lacey attacked Naomi. And now I'm seeing people... Okay, you know how we were talking about cancel culture before we started recording? Yes. I'm seeing people go after Lacey for attacking Naomi. And I'm like, Lacey was a heel. Do you not remember when she was a heel? And they're like, let let them fight. Like, Jesus, that's what they want to do. Just like, this is, you know, because I watched a clip of it and the whole time, Lacey looks so goddamn over everything. Like, she's just, like, not into it. You can tell by her body language. She was just kind of, like, rolling her eyes. Like, for real, are you, this is what we're going to be fucking doing? Are you fucking for real? And then Dana's just happy to be on fucking TV. Let's just be honest. (laughs) I feel so bad for saying that, but it's the God honest truth. But I'm just like, you let your women have a fucking karaoke contest. Meanwhile, on Raw... The same show you've been writing, they've been pretty much having solid matches. So no, they they need a they need to either get Heyman back, or they need to hire another writer, because this ain't it, son. Mm-mm. This ain't it at all. It's, this is trash, and I knew it was gonna be trash. So I'm glad people are validated. Because I knew this was not going to work out. But no, um, and you can see it online too. People are not happy with like the direction. Because I will give you this, like as wrestling fans, we do talk a lot of shit, acting like we know what's going on. But uh, wrestling fans are not happy, and they are not. They are. I saw one guy on Twitter was like, "What the fuck is Pritchard doing? Who wrote Raw? This can't you be the same guy who is doing." Mm-mm. So Tiff, you called it. Um, I'm probably gonna watch the first hour of Raw tomorrow, but if it's bad, I'm turning it off in 30 minutes. Like the only saving grace for Raw for me right now is Samoa Joe on commentary, and that's a saving grace for a lot of people right now. So, what do you? Who do you think? If if Heyman, if they don't want Heyman to come back, who else could they get? Oh God. Well, I can't get Eric because Eric doesn't want to do any work. 
I mean, if I was Eric Bischoff's age, I would not want to fucking do work either. So more power to him. Honestly, I would make Shane. I know he doesn't want to be in front of the camera. You don't even have him. He doesn't need to be in front of the camera for it. But he's really good with putting together matches. So at least that's something. Sure. And, let, and I feel like he would actually let the writers like do their job, too. Do you think... I think he'd probably just be like, okay, well, just come up with something. I don't care. And I'm just going to put the match together for it. And then... That's it. Do you I think actually, I feel like he'd be very hands off with the writers? Like he'd probably just be like, just do whatever. Do you think that Vince is whispering in in Bruce's ear? Yes, and that's why Bruce won't stand up for a storyline, and that was the main issue that I had with Bruce taking over this spot because I knew that was the gonna I knew that was gonna happen. He's gonna let. Vince walk all over him, even though Shane is his son, he's not going to let him walk all over him. Because he don't care, because he left before. Right, so... So, yeah, so he's not he's not going to let him just be, like, bulldozer over him, especially when he's really passionate about something, or he's not going to let them let him bulldoze over the writers, over something. I just, I think that's the problem is that Bruce, that, that whole karaoke thing, yeah. that, that reads to Vince. Because Vince probably thought it was funny, and there's no one with the testicular fortitude in the back yeah. for him. And I think that's why people liked Heyman. They're, like, he was the one to tell Vince, no, that is a stupid-ass idea. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't even, no, wait, Braun is on SmackDown. Okay, I just I just checked <laughs> to go <Yeah>. back. <laughs> wow. That goes to show how much I really I've been paying attention more to wrestling news than I have actually wrestling, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> the news seems more interesting than the actual product. Um, but do better, writers. We know you can. And for the love of God, someone grow a pair and stand up to Vince McMahon. He's not a book. Bo- he's not the scary boogeyman. Okay, he's an old fuck who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, so that's what I'm just kind of like, that's what I'm just kind of like, just, yeah, he needs to change. I think Shane would be a really good um, replacement. I would keep Bruce at SmackDown because obviously he can't handle a lot. and That's a shorter show. Mm-hmm. So just have him clean it up over there and have, and then send Shane to SmackDown. Because, like, but I remember on Raw, the only thing they were talking about, like, and, and there's some actual good matches um, on Raw, um, but, like, the whole time, the only thing they kept talking about was Seth and Mysterio, even when they weren't out there. I'm like, why the hell are you guys talking about this? This isn't even what's going on right now. Like, Seth and uh, Mysterio is not even out here. Why are you guys talking about it? Because they got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Uh, but on a good side of note of the world, um, Beth Phoenix put out a tweet this week, and it was pro body positivity. So, so what was the whole thing on that? Did someone like say something to Beth, or did she just post it on her own accord? I think she posted it on her own accord, and then she's also she was also talking about um, how I think it is also kind of stemmed from her was her not being comfortable with her body for a very long time. 
but then her just being like, you know what, this is what it is. I'm proud of myself. Because um, I've seen people, like, Beth Phoenix is one of those people you just do not come for on social media. She will shut you down. Um, I saw an Instagram post, it was like a year ago, and for her and Ed's anniversary, he got her, like, one of those huge-ass tires that cross-trainers use um, to train with. And someone goes, oh, your husband got you a tire for your anniversary? Like, that's, like, wow, that's really shitty. And then she, like, just came back, and she's just like, my husband knows what I like. She goes, when's the last time you got your significant other something they liked? Or do you even have one? Or something like that. I was like, all right, Beth. Like, fuck you. It's good that she put that out, because unfortunately, you it pisses me off when people come for women's appearances in wrestling. Um, it's a brand new era and not everybody's going to look like Michelle McCool or um, any of those other like blonde skinny bitches. You got like women of every shape, color, creed, whatever. They're out there. And if you don't fucking like it, then just stop watching wrestling. I mean, shit. I'm still waiting to see if AEW blocked me on Instagram after that shit they I won't. left. <laughs> One of their shit. Because, like, people are coming like people are coming for Nyla. Because, like, if you check anything under AEW, and this makes me so mad, people are calling Nyla he, oh, that's a man, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck, get the fuck out of here. Like, but then at the same time, I'm just like, hey, how come you guys haven't stepped up and said anything for Nyla? She doesn't need anyone to talk for, but... She might need backup from, you know, the company she's fucking employed at. That would be nice for a change. It's just, ugh. I've seen people go after Jordan Grace. I saw one person call her a lardass. And I'm just like, what's wrong with Jordan Grace? She's healthy. That's disgusting. Like, like do you want all of it? Because, like, I was watching some clips someone posted on Instagram. And it was back in the diva age. That's what I call it, the diva age. Because that age is way too damn long. And they had all these women come out at one point. And I'm like, who the hell are half these women? I don't know who the hell. They have nothing different about them. Like, the only ones you could tell, like, were there was fucking Naomi and Alicia Fox and Cameron. But besides that, they were the only three that stood out. Because everyone else was, like, blonde, skinny, big booty, big tits. I'm like... What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know, but... Oh, and, uh... So, I know it sounds like we're dragging, but we're actually getting to something Nicole is excited about. What is happening in New Japan? Because we have not talked about them in a while. No, because they just... Um, we mentioned before, and I'm... I can't watch the... I watch New Japan very... um. Um, like certain, I can't. I, I just watch it very weird. I don't know. Obviously, none of that made sense. Um, I watch certain things. I don't watch it weekly. Um, I think I might because if Ron SmackDown keeps going this way, I'm just gonna completely cu- cut it out, and I'm only gonna watch NXT and the pay-per-views because it's like it's not worth my time i'm not gonna watch something that i don't enjoy also wrestling fans that's something you need to work on um 
I'm not going to hate watch something. I don't have enough time to be, to do that to myself, but, um, obviously they had the new Japan cup and also they had dominion, which was yesterday today. So, um, a few things, um, happen, um, mostly, the big, the hugest thing was um, Evil turning on Naito and joining the Bullet Club. Um, also, I don't know why everyone's so shocked by someone who's literally, quote, unquote, the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> and his name is Evil. Just turned on someone. I don't understand why everyone was such an up and um over it so he's basically taking over he's come he's going into the suedo leader role um mostly since jay white cannot fly over to japan along with the other international stars who are part of bull club as well but it was just such and that's what i really like about new japan is a lot of their subtle subtle turns Mm-hmm. So obviously, like um, Naito, like raised his fist so they can do like the Los. Um, I'm not saying that word because I'm gonna butcher it. Um, fist bump instead of hitting a fist bump, he did the too sweet, and then tossed him on the ground, and it was just really like it was just very like very subtle. And what I like about them is like them doing stuff like that. It translates without you knowing the language. Right, and I think that's the one amazing thing about New Japan. But um, obviously, I think if you can, I think you should um, really look into it. Um, I mean, the pay per view isn't too long; it's about three, a little bit over three hours. But I, it's obviously it's worth it. Obviously, since there were um, title changes. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi are the new. Um, they beat the. They're the new IWGP Tag Team Champions. They're the 87th one. That's a lot. Um, and they also just beat the shit out of them once they were done. And then obviously, um, Evil turning on. Um, turning on um, Nido and then also becoming part of the Bullet Club and then also winning the Cup and then all and then also things so he's also the new IWGP Heavyweight Champion and also the IWGP International Heavyweight Intercontinental Champion Jesus Christ whatever he has <laughs> Three belts, technically, because he's also still a three-tag champ. But, yes, um, watch it, especially if you're burnt out on WWE and you're kind of craving something new and different. But just shout-out to everyone in the Evil and Shirai household. They are really, really doing it this year. Yeah, I thought... Well, lately, like, they just killed it. I was, look at all them, all that hardware in the house. 
good hardware to have. Um, if you guys don't know, Evil and NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai are a couple, and that is a fucking power couple right there, if you ask me. And they're, yeah, because people are like, they're not in the same company. I'm like, it doesn't have to be in the same company. Like, they're fucking holding it down. It's more like, powerful when you're in separate companies. I think because you're just you know, killing the world. You know how we've talked about, like, the wrestlers who've been performing through this whole COVID thing that they should get paid a lot. They should be definitely getting good paychecks. Yeah. Um, EO should be one of them. Asuka is definitely one of them. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, as much as I'm sick of hearing them on commentary every show, they deserve it. Um, like, yeah, especially lately, because they've been really killing it. So, you know, uh, you know, Vince, uh, make sure you pay the people who have been there for a while. Um, but yeah, like, I, I want to get in, in, where can people watch New Japan at? Um, New Japan World, if you want to be, um, you know, correct. Um, I don't know. I think it's also on Fight TV, I believe, and also Bleacher Report. But Bleacher Report is kind of funky because it's not some certain stuff isn't available in certain countries. But I feel like your best bet is to go on. It's just to go on the New Japan World app. I finally caved and downloaded it today, and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to um, get rid of okay. to compensate for me getting this. So <laughs> if, if you guys, if the audience wants to help me figure out which app I want it, I should delete so I can keep New Japan, please let me know. Um, but yeah, just New Japan app. Um, if you're feeling really... I mean, I'm not going to recommend it, but also, you know, you can pirate it. Again, I'm not endorsing that, but and if it, you need to. And it looks like they do have a uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling channel on YouTube. And yes, and they'll do, and they'll upload the clips. Like, they won't do a full... Um, they won't. I don't, I don't think they'll put full matches on there. Well, not nothing new, but right. they'll at least put clips of what happened. But the one thing is, thank you for actually mentioning that. If you want to get into New Japan and you're very lost and you're like, this is just so much going on. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Um, if you go on there, they have like these really cool series in there. And it also helps because it's in English. Um, where you, and it, like, teaches you, like, the history of certain stuff, like, the monuments of New Japan, so it, like, there's, like, a little series that, um, cover, like, the beginning, and then there's stuff that kind of talked about, like, what they were doing within the 90s and the early 2000s, and then there's, like, a series on Bullet Club, and a series on Naito, uh, Okada, um, the Golden Lovers, and all sorts of, like, really, like, pinnacle important things that happen within New Japan, so you feel, like, get caught up and, like, understand. So, also, if you want to get into New Japan, I highly recommend that, too. Just learning about the history of New Japan, um, because I'm a lot like you. I have a hard time, like, keeping up with it. 
but when you and if if you look onto the wrestling side of YouTube and you get past the crap, there are a lot of people who do videos about like the history of New Japan, why it's so decorated, why people respect it. Um, uh, and it's not just New Japan; like a lot of companies over there, uh, especially the women with Stardom and Shimmer, like yes. those companies get a whole lot of fucking respect. And there is a reason why they get a lot of respect. And, you know, a lot of your favorites, whether they end up in WWE or they're indie darlings or whatever, they started in New Japan when WWE wouldn't give them the time of day or when they got wrote off from them or whatever. And, like, don't you – isn't it kind of like NWA? You have to be invited over to New Japan. You just can't show up and be like, hey, I want to wrestle. Book me in a match. Um, you can, but you, but they, they, but you start off as like a young lion. Mm. So like a young lion are people who like basically like they're training and stuff like that. And they have to go through like all the bullshit. Like, and the one thing like young lions, um, I forgot how they do it in stardom, but in new Japan, it's like, they usually, those are like they're like the upstarts they always have plain black gear because they're Mm -hmm. not typically allowed to have like personalized gear because they're not on that quote-unquote on that level yet okay so that's like the really cool thing about it like you can go over there but you know you gotta work your ass off but you have to anyway right um i'm actually looking on the new japan pro wrestling youtube channel and they have um history of the bullet club and it's showing with like part one starts off with look at finn with that hair oh my god (laughs) what is what is that hair finn but they have it where like finn started the bullet club and then when aj came in and um so let me ask you this nicole since um because everyone knows who the bullet club is what are some matches that you personally would recommend for people to watch in new japan if you had to like have like two or three favorite matches you had to like tell people to watch. Um I would probably do and I can't believe I'm saying this. Um I would probably have them do I would have Finn's last match in New Japan. And then I would also have um have them watch and it's not even just a match, I would have them watch um Kenny, well, basically when the Golden Lovers series, them like going against each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's regardless of all the shit I give Kenny Omega. No, that was that was cool, Kenny Omega before before he decided to open his damn mouth up. Yeah. Um. No, just from just from like reading the respect that a lot of because I'm watching like looking at some of these matches. There's a match of Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar in New Japan. What the fuck? Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. But, um, you know, just like the history of it in that, you know, the respect that people have for this company. That's why a lot of people, like for you AEW fans, we've talked about it before, but that's why when the, when, uh, what is it? When, fucking Kenny and Cody and the Young Bucks, which pretty much, you know, New Japan helped them build to where they're at. 
when they basically fuck them over and they seduces, that's why they're no, like, you have to burn a lot of bridges and piss a lot of people off to not be welcomed back to New Japan. Yeah, it's just, um, I recommend everyone watching it, at least even if you, it's not for you, and there's, could, and like, even if it's not for you, you might not like it, I feel like just, just to experience, I feel like it's an experience. China wrestled. Huh? China, China wrestled in New Japan. Yes. Masahiro China. Not specifically in New Japan, but she actually no, I think she was just in Japan, not New Japan specifically, but she did special um wrestle in Japan. I will say one thing that WCW right they had the relationship with New Japan, and that's why they had a lot of the Japanese wrestlers come over. Because that's when you had guys like Ultimo Dragon, Tajiri, like all those guys were coming over here it's because they had a great, um, no, I don't want to play right now. Shut up. <laughs> like, uh, that's when they had all those guys come over. And I really thought, like, that was something new to watch back in the day. Because you're just like, what the fuck are they doing over there? And then you hear, like, with, you know, Mick Foley and Cactus, or Mick Foley, Terry Funk. All of them had to say about it, and they're so respectful of it. And that's what a lot, I think that's what throws a lot of people off when they watch New Japan or any Japanese promotion is like how respectful the fans are. And it's just fucking crazy. Because, like, they don't, because I've said it to you before, it's like, it's really weird when they, like, it, the, the arena can be full of people, but when there's a match going on, no one's it's yelling. Dead no- silent. No one's yelling, no more, no one's screaming, no one's chanting. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Because I remember, now this is showing my age. I remember WWE taped a Raw over in Japan. And I was just like, wow, this is fucking cool, you know? Because like, they, they're like a whole, again, this is like when I first started watching it, so I was like, wow. And it was really weird. To not hear anybody yell and scream and they were like, they cl- like they clapped at like when there was a cool like setup or whatever. <laughs> I went on an internet forum. That tells you how fucking old I am. <laughs> went on an internet forum and I'm like, why is no one making any noise? Are they bored? And someone goes, no, they only cheer during the entrances. They clap during the, they don't yell or chant. They just clap during the match and then they go crazy after the match ends I'm just like wow that would never happen over here unless the the only time an audience gives quiet over here is when they're just bored that or someone makes like a serious like you know makes like a very serious announcement like when um what's it called like unfortunately when um Roman name made his news as the quietest I've heard a crowd in years. Mm. And even like some people were like, you could still kind of hear something, but that was like the quietest I've heard. Yeah. Um, I, I remember when edge came out to announce his retirement and I, that I remember the audience just being like, so like, is this for fucking real? Is this for, is this fake? Like, Oh, you, you don't you don't get that a whole lot. I think that's why I like promotions like uh, 
well, Ring of Honor before they turned completely shitty, is that if you watch certain Ring of Honor matches, the audience was the same way. Yeah, I mean, they would be allowed, but it's not to the point where it's like you can you can't all you hear is screaming from the audience. And it's be and it'd be for no reason. It's like why is everyone yelling? And I um I also heard this. So if someone oh Tiff Tomatonga has a YouTube channel, I think, and it's all videos. <laughs> I gotta give her shit even when she's not here. Um. I heard somewhere that if, like, someone went over there to a, I don't know if it was New Japan or Stardom or one of the other ones they have there, but someone tried to start that stupid what chant, and, like, security threw them out, because they're just like, no, we're not having that here. I'm like, could you imagine if they did that over here? Like, just... You, you hear that what shit starting, you find the people doing it, and you just kick them out. Like, that would, I'd be like, yes, thank you. Security's finally doing their job. Thank right. you. <laughs> uh, I really, I think I'm going to start watching some more New Japan. And I'll give you my and login. Well, no, I'm, I'm just looking through some videos on YouTube, not even through their YouTube channel, just like people who post the stuff from it. I can't believe how many people are now here in the States used to wrestle over there. Oh, it's crazy. Like, oh, God. Because, like, the Dudley boys were over there. They were, like, tag champions for a really long fucking time over there. Oh, my God. So, let me ask you this. Um, There's been more and more rumors of NXT branching out to Japan. Oh, terrible. And I know that's a sore spot for you, and I know you keep saying... It's not going to happen, but I keep seeing it more and more. I keep getting, like, weird news updates on my phone where it's like, WWE pushing for NXT Japan. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I think if they partner with New Japan, I won't be upset about it since I they have a relationship somewhat with them. They Honestly, they have a better relationship with them than AEW does. True. Um, so, me- and that's what I would use it as. Like how they had um, Liger come in for his one for his one bout, right? And they need to, um, I think they need to do the same way. Just have like, just have, just like open channels. Like they'll train people over there. They're not necessarily like, steal like like take like stealing people where if they have say they have like some young lions over there and they're like you know what they're not really working out over here let's send them to and like call call them at nxt see if they'll do okay over there yeah. or something like that or say something or nxt picks up has some people and they're like they they're not really fit in this style like let's send them like let's send them over to New Japan. Like let's see if they can do something with them. Because honestly, if they had open channels and like say like how they had like the one bout with Jushin Liger, like um, could you imagine like if Okada came in? Oh shit! Came yeah. in for like a one, or if Kota Ibushi came oh came over for one for a one time that. Match with someone at NXT, say like 
I don't know, say he had, Coda had a one-time match with, like, Adam Cole or with, like, oh. a Keith Lee. Like, people lose their minds. So that's why I keep saying that's a bad I, I think they should just have it as, like, I think it should be, like, a very small, I don't think they should have, like, try to be, like, NXT, NXT UK as, like, a show. I think it should just be, like, a small training facility. Right. And just be open and people who want to come through there, they'll train them and stuff like that. It shouldn't be like the big, huge thing just so they can have open channels with Japan. And also, that's like cross reference. Okay. So, and like I said, have someone from New Japan come over, have um, bring the War Raiders down and have them go back to New Japan for one night. That would be rad. Because I, I didn't know the Viking Raiders were in NXT till I, like, or it was in New Japan till I saw something on YouTube popped up. I'm like, they were in fucking New Japan? Yeah, they were tag champs for a while. Shit. Um, but do you, do you think that, because we, we all know Nicole loves her British wrestling, and I do too, but you don't think they'll... You don't think they're going to run rough shot over, like, the Japanese wrestling like they did the British wrestling scene, right? Where it's just, like, like progress and all that. They're just like, oh, yeah, here, take take whoever you want. And then they pretty much just became, like, a monopoly. Like, they're a monopoly over here, but it's like they seem like they're trying to become a monopoly in the UK. And that's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way still to this day. Or they're like, you're trying to buy out progress. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. Like. There was rumors that they're legit poaching people from different um, from different companies, and because I know it's like they don't they can still wrestle, but still it's like you you took the guys from us without even asking. Because I've heard rumors of them doing that in in the UK, or am I just like no? Well, I've heard that too. Yeah, it's like we can they can still wrestle, but it's just like if you are building up something with this one guy and all of a sudden NXT UK comes along and snatches him up and you're just like, well, fuck, we were going to put our belt on him. Do you think they would do that with, uh, if they did NXT Japan because they won't roll over as like the British scene did, it seems. I think they just have a lot of stuff that they need to work on, obviously. And I want them to work on those issues before jumping to go back into trying to produce live shows and just a, a whole bunch of nonsense. And, you know, work on the problems that have came up with the speaking out movement and then really implement the changes so it doesn't happen again. And then after that, they can just do whatever. But I really want them to concentrate on that first. Right. Um, they need to figure out what the hell they're doing with NXT UK before they set up shop anywhere else. Like, well, apparently they're they're keeping it hmm. from from the conference call. They said they're having it. They're just trying to figure out how they're going to start taping again. Hmm. Which is fine because I was like, you can't punish everyone because people are assholes. True. Because that's not everyone's fault. Not everybody over there was a dick, a dick one. Yeah, I just, because I know people were worried because, you know, they can always rebuild, but it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, that, 
half their fucking well not half but it's like their roster is not that big to begin with. Yeah, that was that was a good chunk of people. So I'm just uh, I don't know, but I I really I think honestly I just think WWE needs to stay out of Japan and they can have a working relationship with them. But I I think that's just like one thing they need to they need to stay out of. I think they do. Like I say, you know how petty, and I would rub that working relationship so hard. (laughs) And AEW. I would. So that's why I said, that's what I would, if I was them, I'd be smart and I will go towards that role and just be like, you know what? I'm it's like, I'd rather do this because you can make so much more money that way. Two. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, they'll do something. Be like, wow, we had so good. We had such a good time at New Japan. So glad that they're so willing to work with us. <laughs> just be a petty bitch about it. Yeah. Honored to be one of the very few companies that <laughs> just do that shit in uppercase. Yeah. <laughs> and then put a smiley face. <laughs> and then accidentally tag someone. Like, accidentally tag Tony Khan. Like, oh my god, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, um, I would say this. If those, if those dumbasses who started AEW didn't burn their bridges with fucking New Japan, maybe we would, well, not now, but maybe we would, we would be seeing some of that shit. Like, I saw someone post this online because it was like a thread about um, how bad, you know, uh, what happened. And he goes, they're like, oh, you know, they're so worried about ratings and shit. They're like, can you imagine if they had the fucking, if they had, like, the uh, Bullet Club they still have, if, like, some of them showed up on AEW and just walked up to like Cody and Kenny and the Young Bucks and were like, hey, what's up? And just start beating the shit out of them. Like, that would be fucking crazy. I'd be like, holy shit. Because they would like rock the internet. Like, holy shit, Bullet Club just showed up on AEW. Like, could you imagine if Tama Tonga showed up on AEW? He wouldn't. Well, I'm just saying. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they just fucked up with that. In like a perfect world. <laughs> okay, sorry. Alright, so this Twitter account that we talked about a couple episodes ago, the Beretta Scott King. I love her. She, if you guys, we need to tell her we're mentioning her in the show. Go follow her. She is fucking hilarious. And um, somebody re- like posted on an account she did. It's like, it says, white women wrestlers literally get their tracks pulled out on live TV, but not a fan will call them ball-headed. The racism runs deep. Which is true because we've all seen it where um, I don't know who's, if hair and makeup's there right now, but uh, I don't know who's there, but they need to... I don't know who's there or who's not there, but somebody needs to fix something. I'm tired of it. We've all seen the pictures of I Feel So Bad for Ruby where her tracks I think I used that word right where her tracks started coming undone in her match with Billy on Monday. And this was not something you could cover up. I mean, this shit looks like Rapunzel-ing. And it's like hanging on by a thread. Do you 
you, this is again, do you remember like 2000 video music awards on MTV where the, the singers who did the song for Moulin Rouge, Lady Marmalade and little Kim was there. Yeah. And she had, she had her week, like, Oh, some tracks in, but they weren't like done. It was just hanging there. That's what it's reminding me of. Oh, okay. Yes, I remember. Like that was that was a weird fashion choice. Like I get what she was trying to do, but it was just weird. So there's uh there's a someone posted a collage of pictures. It's where Os- one of them is Oscar, where she kicked Lana so hard her wig went flying. Oh, that was hilarious. Uh, the other one is like Naomi holding her ponytail, and she's just like, what the? Naomi's like, what the fuck? Another one's like Sasha holding up like a like blonde tape in, and then it's like uh fucking I feel so bad for Ruby like oh god <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> she talks about she talks about uh a lot of serious stuff, but she does it with like a with humor. I fucking love it. <laughs> that freaking um. Ruby's track, I was like, oh my god. Uh, I still can't get over that. I, who, who fucking, like, ugh. and Ruby, Ruby already had, like, she doesn't have long, long hair. This is why I hate it where it's like, we've, we've been on their hair and makeup for a while because we, like, oh god, they did Becky so dirty when they did not do her tape ends right. They never did her tape ends. Well, first of all, her tape ends were never put in correctly. I don't know why no one... I can't do hair. I'll be the first person to tell you I cannot do hair. I can barely do my own hair. And for the fact that no one knew how to, A, either do them correctly and couldn't match her hair color... Because it wasn't not only were they not incorrectly, the her, it, was, it didn't even match her hair color. Mm-hmm. How the fuck you got like that's why I get so mad, and that's what I always like. That's what I was saying. Like that's that's one thing AEW is doing right. AEW's hair and makeup team are on point. Like shout out to Stella, who is their head uh, makeup artist over there. But no one's hair is flying out. Um, everyone's makeup looks great like it's just it's not a mess i feel like you go over there and it's just a fucking mess i just sent the picture of little kim to the group chat yeah it's just like a it's just a fucking it's just a mess so it's like why do you have these girls walk around looking like this like that's the only thing i can really give the deep like i want to know also what the diva um the diva Diva era. Were the divas doing their own hair and makeup? Or were they like, ugh, 2000 was such a weird time for clothes. Like, what the fuck? Um, that whole outfit, man. Oh, here's a group shot of her, Pink, and Christina Aguilera. I remember that. I remember oh. that group shot because I remember because it's terrifying now. Like, who told them that's a good idea? <laughs> I do like Christina's jeans, though. Those are pretty rad. But oh god, 2000 was a weird year for clothes. No, like with the diva, the diva fashion, they are always out there. They were looking good. They were looking nice. But then it's like, 
we give Lana a lot of shit for her hair, but it's like, come on, man, you, you, you can get better wigs, you can get better extensions, whatever, like, make, like, there needs to be someone, when they're in the girl position, there needs to be someone, like, checking their shit before they go out, it's like, hey, ten minutes before your match starts, okay, let me go get my shit looked at, and make sure I look okay going out, because at the end of the match, I'm not going to care, but, you know, we had these wrestling podcasts last week call me out for my, my tape-ins, so can you check <laughs> Yeah. You make sure my shit's not my shit's not all messed up, so I'm not getting dragged on TV, like getting dragged on podcasts. <laughs> oh God! Oh, uh, but I is there anything else that we need to go over talk over right now? Because I know there's some depressing news, but we've already had enough depressing shit happen the last couple of weeks. I don't, I don't yeah, wanna... we don't need to cake on more pre- um, depressing stuff. Um, just watched New Japan. Oh, poor, poor Naito, his knee. Um, yeah, just watch, just watch New Japan. I'll probably, maybe tonight or tomorrow, I probably feel like it more tomorrow. Um, I'll tweet, um, some matches that people should watch Mm -hmm. New Japan. I'll tweet it and I'll also put it on Instagram too. Look, listen to what she says, because she was always like, watch MLW, watch NXT UK, and we were always like, mm, it's just the cold. But I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this MLW thing a try. Fucking loved it. Watched NXT UK when I was bored one day. I managed to watch, like, seven seven episodes of it without realizing that I did. So if Nicole tells you to watch something, watch something. <laughs> she knows her shit. <laughs> I try sometimes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just like yeah, just watch it. So and I think that's it. That's all we have to really talk about. Anything else you want to mention, Alexis? Um, not really, because I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that wrestling's kind of at a I don't want to say at a snail place right now, but like. After, like, earlier this month, I don't think I could handle anything else major happening. <laughs> oh, no, me either. Uh, it would so, have been a wrap for me. I've just been like, I'm, I'm taking a, a month off. Um, Just follow us on our social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter, and now we are on TikTok. Um, like ex- the cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, like, do, I might do, like, a react. I might do some stuff on there today. I, maybe. I might be lying. But. Um, besides the Enzo promos, we have, I did my video about, Chi- I did a video about China. Um, I do apologize for the fringe that may come out of me because I am a stay at home mom with way too much time on my hands when my kid isn't here. So <laughs> I make cringy TikTok. Um, trying to think. Oh, that's, that's really it. Just follow us on social media. If you guys ever hear anything you want us to talk about, let us know. And uh, next week, we're going to keep our fingers crossed that Tiff will be back. She just had some family stuff to take care of this week. And we want her to know that we love her. And we wish we could call her on the house phone, but we don't have that number. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the house phone. I should have asked her for a house phone. But, yeah, just send some um, positive vibes and, like, prayers towards um, 
Tiff and um, her family right now. So, um, and I think that's really about it that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Final words, just wear a mask, wash your hands, and for the love of God, if you don't feel good, stay the fuck home. Yeah, it's watch- really not that hard. It's really not that hard to wear a mask. Okay, speaking of masking, we can go on. You go on TikTok, and for some reason, I'm so happy that fashion TikToks are starting to come on on my um for you page <laughs> I'm just because I, I started to get back into fashion again for some reason and like decorating like I'm completely redoing my bedroom and I'm gonna slowly work my way out to the other rooms in the house but mm-hmm. um but there's just like there's like this really amazing TikTok of all these Chinese people and streetwear and masks and obviously like this is probably film like like forever ago but it's kind of like if those countries can normalize wearing masks and not be a big deal and go out and do everyday lives and everything and everyday things and also like look fashionable Mm -hmm. like you have no excuse and also um we kind of there needs to be a conversation about New York being quote unquote the fashion capital of the world because I'm over that I'm just going to be honest, like, when they have New York Fashion Week, I've watched it the last couple of years, and everything just looks, like, really weird, or, like, who's actually going to fucking watch that? But I saw I saw a video where um, it was a girl over in Japan, I think, where it's like, you know, the thing on TikTok is, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're supposed to show, like, what you wear that day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the time or patience to do a TikTok talk like that so more power to that creator and she had a mask on for every outfit she had she had a mask that like went with it and i was just like oh shit like one was like she was wearing like this black and gold brocade um jacket and her mask matched her jacket i was like oh damn like can we normalize this over here because this is fucking rad there's like, no I, reason why it shouldn't be normalized, and that's the, and that's the point. And it's also in it's just and also my thing is especially as I got older, um, because I used to be such like a label whore. My thing was like about fashion, like oh, it had to be like a label. But as the older I've gotten, the more I've appreciated like thrifted old pieces, especially like you know like really good thrifted old pieces that you can do so much with it, and like um. And also streetwear. Mm-hmm. Like the older I got, the more and more I appreciate streetwear. And that's why I really like love the fashion overseas because it's like a real emphasis on like fashionable, like daily, like day to day. Like, yeah, some of it's like outrageous because, of course, like I was like, I was like, where are they going with this? And then it was also like, and then also it's because it kind of went into the TikTok where they were like, foreign students at eight at at 7 a.m class compared to like everyone else who's like looks homeless oh and like ratty and I was like same I was like I was that person in the sweatpants (laughs) that I slept in I didn't like I didn't do that when I was in college I just like grabbed my jeans like I never wore sweats, but I just like grabbed my jeans and whatever or whatever was clean that day and went went to school. 
but um but I was the same way when I was younger. Like, I had this huge thing with guests. I don't know why, but, like, I had to have everything with from guest jeans. I don't know why for the life of me. Um, but as I got older, it's like, you know how, like, pe- like you still see where, like, people showing people for, like, wearing clothes from, like, Walmart or Target or Ross or Marshalls? Like, that's where you find the, like, Walmart, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm on a budget, and I find some really cool, like, shirts to wear at walmart and guess what you can dress them up you can dress them down they're fucking versatile i love them i got like four types of the same shirt because they're comfy and i can wear whatever the hell with them but you go to marshall's you go to ross you go to tj maxx you know how much you can find my i found a pair of michael kors jeans that were originally 85 bucks for 20 dollars they didn't fit me or i would have bought them but I'm like, don't don't diss people who are trying to save some money for clothes. Like that's that's not cool, man. Oh yeah, no, I thrift as much shit as I can now. One of my friends found a Gucci. He was trying to he need he was going to a uh, work interview and he's like, I need a suit jacket. So we went to the thrift store. He found a fucking Gucci suit jacket, and the lady was like. Oh, yeah, the person who brought that in here, they're just bragging how they only wore that once, and then it went out of season, so they just brought it over here. I'm like, I wish I had that much money where I could only wear Gucci once, and then I can give it to a thrift store. That would be nice. Like, if you got that much money, I will gladly take it off of you now. So, I mean, I'm... mm. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I always tell people also when they go thrifting. I was like, like, go to... I said also, I was like, go, I was like, surprisingly, I was like, go to Goodwills and like, we're in rich areas. Because oh, yeah. I was like, you will find, I said, you'd be shocked the shit you find in there. I went there, I went to one, it was like down in, um, it was like Clearwater. And I found like fucking Vera Wang and, you know, uh, Tom Ford and all this shit. I was just like, what the fuck are you getting rid of this for? I saw like jewelry there, but like if I saw Tiffany's jewelry, I'd probably have to kill somebody. I saw jewelry there, handbags, shoes. I'm just like, you know, don't question where people get their clothes from, man. Because look, at this point in the United States, if we go to wa- get going to Walmart, dressing up to go to Walmart is a big deal, especially when you're under quarantine for two fucking weeks and you can't do shit. Yeah, you're just trying trying to do whatever but just on that note well i don't know um just watch something that makes you laugh oh also um watch the old guard on netflix it's really good and hopefully if enough if we get enough people to watch it they'll make a sequel but i don't know because a lot of people watch bright and we still haven't gotten a sequel and that movie came out like two years ago also umbrella academy season two is coming out soon too can't so wait. Excited. I can't wait for that. And the boys, but the boys doesn't come out till September. Yes, it's ninth September, which I was kind of mad they dropped that. And so why drop a trailer this early? This isn't coming out till September. Like, don't don't tease me. It's not like I have all this time that's going to make it pass fast. Honestly, what else do we have to get hyped for? Because the way things are going, my kid's going to be learning kindergarten from a Chromebook. And that's, that's the only thing I'll have to look forward to. Ugh. 
But on that note, yeah, go check out social media. Go check out New Japan. Go check out uh, the old guard. Go fucking watch Tiger King for a second time if you need an escape. Like, just, just don't be an asshole to people online when they're just trying to have a good time. Yes. So on that note, y'all be good, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Down for the Count. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias. We have a TikTok now, which is awesome. I'll put all that in the description box of this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, and on Twitter. And on that note, I'm going to get out of here so I can prep for next week's episode. Got a couple of things to watch on TV this week. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. And don't worry, I will be back in next week's episode to talk about Extreme Rules and everything else. See you guys then.